The main thing on SEO, isn't it, is having relevant content for keywords. So then when people search, your website's going to pop up. So if you've got a newer website and you are posting the, the podcast episodes up and you've got those relevant keywords and things, um, it's only going to help your SEO. Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound podcast, where we offer inbound marketing tips to get you more traffic, more leads, and more success. This is the second part of my interview with Managing Director and Podcaster, Danny Levy. In this episode, we reveal seven reasons why every business should start a podcast today, how to optimize your episodes for your target audience, and the time it takes to release an episode every single week. Be sure to subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast and check the show notes for the free worksheet on how to write the best podcast episode titles every single time. Okay, so we've been through six points. Okay. And we're pretty good. Yeah. So the next one I have is you develop your brand awareness. Mm -hmm. So as a solopreneur, solo podcaster, I I see the benefits immediately. Like people now know who I am as a podcaster. They visit my profiles, depending on what social media platform there are. But as a business, although Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's hard to measure, have you seen that people know more about the business? Because of the podcast? It doesn't come up in every conversation we have. I think I think it's it's a it's a great resource to have to demonstrate expertise around certain topics. So for example, we're running a, a one-day summit on paytech in October, payments technology. And I had a, a guest on for this week's episode from IBM, where we just kind of broke down paytech what it is. We talked about China because China's really far ahead. What makes them so far ahead in terms of that kind of technology ecosystem they have, the way they regulate companies. And then when we're going out and we're talking to potential partners of the event, and they want to find out more about research and what we're doing, we can send them supporting documents, but you can also share that kind of link. And they can then listen to the episode to get a flavor and and Stephen from, from IBM is also speaking at the event. So it just gives them an extra window and an added dimension. And, and nowadays, people read PDF attachments on emails far less. So you might be surprised, right? Someone can easily click on the link and, and listen to something in a bit of downtime to, to give a bit more background and credibility. And like I said before, people do listen to it and, and message me through LinkedIn. I know the sales team have fed back that um, when they're on calls, from time to time, it will come up in conversations. It adds depth into what we're already doing. It showcases us as a, as a research company as well. And, and the great thing is as well, we've, we've been able to monetize the podcast, as I said before. You know, we've had specific companies just sponsor a podcast episode and, and companies are, are including it as part of those multi-touch point deals. So it's attracting business, it adds depth, and, and we're monetizing it as well. Okay. I love that Mm. because it's so true that you can put a link to your podcast and it's almost like, like a certification, you know, for some companies 
if you have that certificate, then you're more respected in the industry. Mm -hmm. I find it's the same thing for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was, was to leave, which isn't happening, but if I was to leave and set up my own company for anyone out there that that's thinking about doing that, or has just done that, or is an early stage. And if you're targeting a specific job title or a couple of job titles, and you're having a hard time getting in front of these people, you know, it's hard to get in front of senior people when you're asking them to buy something or consider something. It's all about you. If you start a podcast and make it all around these job titles and, and around valuable information that other similar job titles can learn from them, and you invite them onto your show um, for them to gain, that is just a, it's a no-brainer. You can invite them on. Nine out of 10 times, they'll say yes. They'll come onto the show. You have a 45-hour-long conversation with them. You build a relationship. Uh, they find out more about you. It's a great way to build trust. And then at the end, you drop into the conversation. Oh, hey, you know, um, we, I also do this company and, and I've got this service. What do you think? Worst case, they're going to say no. Best case, they're going to say yes. They're probably going to give you some feedback so you can optimize or maybe give you a referral into someone else. So I think from a business development standpoint, at an early stage, the, the podcast is super powerful. And you could have five people listen to that episode and it wouldn't really matter because in the beginning, you, you've then had your ideal customer onto the show. Okay, so you added another point, bonus okay. point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's business development, but in terms of partnerships. Yeah. I didn't even have that one on the list, but so true because mm. as soon as people can go look at what you're up to, they can kind of yeah. do their due diligence without having to talk to you and they can decide whether or not it's worth pursuing. Yeah. And with it. a podcast, it makes it so easy. Yeah. It's not, but, it's not the way I run the podcast, but it's definitely a strategy that I know a lot of people are applying and it's working for them. And the, the, the way it can just build your network is just so powerful. It's so, yeah. so powerful, especially if you're getting one one or two referrals from everyone that comes on. Yeah. And that can be a whole other episode. We can just talk mm. about, oh, I'm going to write that as a note, just referrals and the connections that you make, because that's such a huge part of it. Yeah. Everybody I've met in the last 16 months is because of the podcast, like you and me. Yeah. There you go. Right? Yeah. So LinkedIn and then, and then the podcast, but, and again, yeah. like you said before, around that personal touch, that humanization, you can't get that on a, on an email or, or on LinkedIn, but on a podcast, when you're talking to each other or looking to looking at each other for an hour, mm -hmm. you do build up a connection and <laughs> good or bad. Hopefully it's good. And for if us, it is it's good, like then, five yeah. hours at this point. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm counting. And, uh, yeah, exactly. and there'll be a lot more, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun and and occasionally like like we have we've clicked right so it becomes a, a much longer back and forth but yeah I think it's a great way to build relationships and that's literally my next point so you already mm. nailed nailed it on the head it's just building that trust with your audience yeah when you can build so. trust then you can ask them for feedback you can ask mm. them to sign up to a newsletter you can ask them for a phone call like you just open the door to so many opportunities when you have that trust. Like if I yeah, asked yeah. you for a favor, if you asked me for a favor, it would be like, yeah, mm -hmm. sure, no problem. Yeah, of course. Well, Tr trust, trust hours? with the trust with the guests that you have on, and then also trust with the with the audience. But I think because a lot of the time, 
if they know that you'll you'll ask good questions and they trust you, even when then they if you release an episode that maybe isn't as spot on for them, you know, I'm sure not all of my listeners are super interested in in pay tech, the episode I just mentioned. But if they hopefully they like the way I operate and the questions they ask, so they'll they'll tune in anyway. It's like a radio show, right? If you like the host. And that, mm-hmm. and then also over time, that's why you see you will see the listener numbers grow because people get used to you releasing once a week or once every couple of weeks. And they just want to kind of tune in and see what it's all about, even if they don't know who the person is. And similarly, there's some podcasts out there where they've had great topics and guests and I've listened to the episode and I just personally, the the host ruined it and I, I'll never listen to it again because they've oh. asked bad questions or, you know, make it too much about themselves or ramble on or use too many filler words. And, and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. I feel like sometimes when smaller podcasters get really huge guests on, they mm. like freeze up. They can't, they're yeah. not themselves. They try to be, I guess, bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And I always find that so interesting because they'll have these huge guests on, but it does nothing for their podcast. Mm. So that's why obviously you want to try to get those big people on, but focusing on the value of each episode, I think is way more valuable. Yeah. I think when you get the big guests on, you feel like, okay, this is, this is the time now. This is our big break um, mm. or the big companies. And then actually you distribute it. And if it doesn't have the response you're looking for, you can be quite underwhelmed. And if you do have a big influencer on, they're not going to give you much time. They might only give you 10 to 15 minutes of their time or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can't go into a lot of depth. So if you're making the podcast quite specific for a certain job title, probably having the people in the trenches actually doing the job on and sharing all those kind of case studies and where they've, where they've gone wrong, that's going to be more valuable for your audience. Yeah. And like I said before, publishing that episode with Gary V, for example, mm. is only halfway. It's yep. still distribution that counts. So you can leverage the name or anyone mm. else. You can leverage those big names, but you still have to put just as much work into it. And that's yeah. what I, I think people underestimate. Mm. And Gary V is probably not going to post that on his LinkedIn. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is value when you have your guests posted on their in their network. Sometimes yeah. they don't. I find some of my guests, they're like, eh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, or they ghost you. <laughs> like, episodes live. They're like, eh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's happened a I... couple of times. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I think that's happened to me once. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like... Okay, I'm taking it down immediately. <laughs> I never did that, but I thought yeah. about it. <laughs> you can't, but you can't take it too personally. And at the end of the day, no. again, they've given you their time and it's on you to distribute it, isn't it? You can't get people on just because. And I think I see a lot of people doing that as well. They'll see that they've got a big Twitter following or LinkedIn following and they'll invite them on just because of that. You know, they, mm. oh, you know, if they post this, it's going to get huge traction. And then they don't and they're, they're really shocked or upset about it. Get the person on because you think who they are and what they've done is the best part. And if they distribute it or not, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's just a bonus. You can't rely on that at all in your distribution plan. That's that's just like, whoa, great. And don't think best just on their on their Twitter follower because you want to make sure they can speak a little. Maybe they're witty on Twitter, but on camera they're like Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wait, you're your personal, your social media and your offline persona doesn't match at all. What's going what? on? 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think we kind of touched on this, but I just want to underline it. It's mm-hmm. what I really like about when businesses have podcasts specifically, even when you don't name your podcast after your business, and I don't believe mm. you should do that anyway, but that's a completely different story. You get to know the people behind the company. Yeah. And it's so much easier to get to know a host, like you said before, and get to liking mm-hmm. the host than liking a company brand. Mm. For example, if you think of like Nike or I don't know, Gucci, whatever, yeah. uh, they have millions and millions of dollars to put into that brand. We don't know the people who work there. We don't know their values. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they like. But for a podcaster, especially when you have a small team, small business, entrepreneur, it helps open the doors to people getting to know you. Mm-hmm. It gives people a window, doesn't it, into yeah. how you think and, and maybe then what the culture is like of the business and what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. And, and, and some, some podcasters just do that, don't they? they? They interview each other about the company and what they're doing. and It gives you mm-hmm. that window. Mm-hmm. So especially for entrepreneurs, like I've had people ask me, I'm not sure if I should do a podcast because it's super time consuming. And although that's super valid, the po- they don't realize that the podcast is a way for people to get to know them on such an mm-hmm. intimate level that would help their business. Yeah. And there's, there's ways you can optimize and outsource that isn't actually much heavy lifting, which I've got better at over time. But you can imagine I'm running a company. It's very difficult for me to spend much time on the podcast. So I only now do podcasts. I try to only do them on Tuesdays, Tuesday today. I'll normally just set aside an hour for the interview and then I outsource the edit. I don't do video just because, again, it's, it's a bit more heavy lifting from our side. We may move into doing that next year. I outsource the edit. Episode comes back. I upload it to our distribution platform. We put it out. Uh, we do all the dif- distribution I've mentioned, and that's it. So it's probably only taking me maybe 90 minutes a week. That's uh, great. Yeah, bit of pre-planning, obviously, on who the guest is, so maybe two hours a week. Yeah. Uh, and that's all it takes me. So, again, it doesn't have to take tons of time mm-hmm. if you're an, an entrepreneur or you are the MD because, again, most of the time the best person to have as the host is one of the most senior people in the business or the person running the business just because they probably got more domain knowledge and subject matter expertise but again, if you've got a, a marketing team you can outsource to as well, great. Then you could just do the interview and have someone else internally set the interviews up for you. So it yeah. just doesn't it doesn't have to. T- I think that's one of the misconceptions about it, that it's going to take tons of time. And there's, there's great platforms like Anchor where you can just drag the, the finished edited file in and it does all the distribution for you out onto you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So it's quite easy. Yeah, I, I think that without learning about how to manage a podcast, it's very easy to spend like 10 hours a week on it. I remember at the beginning where I was like, I'll figure this out by myself. And Mm. I was just spending way too much time on the editing process. I would go in take out all the ums, all the likes, all the, all nonsense. Mm -hmm. And then when you start to figure out what works best for you, and you figure out like the process and exactly what you need to do, 
that's when you start getting into not a routine because you never want it to be a routine, but just a repeatable process that won't take you as much time. It's it's definitely something that I had to learn the hard way. But Mm. for anybody listening to this who wants to start a podcast, like it doesn't have to be that hard. (laughs) There's, There's an easy way to do it. And if you have any questions, like let us know. But it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to take that much time. For me, depending on whether or not I'm doing interviews. So like, because I'm interviewing you today, I'm interviewing someone mm-hmm. else in two days. That's like four hours this week, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I also outsource my editing. Yeah. And then everything else, like for my graphics, I have templates for it. For all my written content, I have templates for it. I just change out like the name and maybe some links but that's because I had to like build up to that point. Yeah. Otherwise it was taking, yeah, it was taking me way too much time, but very yeah. valid point that it doesn't have yeah. to take so long. <laughs> no, it's a, it's the muscle you can build. Like we yeah. said in the beginning as well, over mm-hmm. time you you'll figure out an easier way to do it or, or which is what, by the sounds that you didn't do, I didn't do is talk to someone that's got that experience in the beginning that can give you that advice if you mm-hmm. are concerned about it. So from the get go, you can be more, more clever about how you use your time and what you outsource and what you do yourself. Yeah. There's now there are so many resources. There's no reason to start on the wrong foot kind of, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. spending that time doing the research upfront before launching anything. That's it. Cause you're more likely to give up if you find Mm -hmm. it's taking too long or it's too difficult. (gasps) So before you get to that stage, do a bit of background research and make it as easy as possible on yourself. So true. So true. Yeah. Mm. It's very hard to stay consistent because you're trying to pump out content every single week. And if you miss a week, like people will know. (laughs) Yes. People will know you'll be missing things for your newsletter. You'll be missing Mm. a blog. Like because it's a pillar content form, it just affects so many areas of your business. Like if I miss one video, oh, I fall behind immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 I think the streaming platforms like Apple, they seem to reward consistency. So I've noticed that now because I've been posting consistently for what, a year and a half. If you go in the app in Singapore anyway, um, in Singapore, if you go to the Apple podcast selection and you go to business and you click on management, it's quite nice. My my podcast is featured alongside the all the podcasts in that area. You don't have to go searching for it. Oh, you're but fancy. E- <laughs> even on even on um it's only in Singapore. Singapore's a small place. But um, even humble. on weeks where maybe the episode doesn't do as well or the listeners' numbers maybe even aren't as high as they were a year ago, for some reason it still sticks in that page. So I do think it's it's more around consistency. So once you've posted, published more episodes, you're doing it every week on a kind of roughly I'm – not, I'm not doing it, managing it every week on the same day, but once a week, you seem to be rewarded for that. So that's another benefit of staying consistent. I think so too, because I read a stat the other day where there were like 2.6 million podcasts now, mm-hmm. but I was like, how much you want to bet 50% of those are not active? Yeah, not at all. Or, like or just posting no very, or posting very infrequently. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, I know like there are some podcasts that post like once a quarter, mm-hmm. but I don't know if like, Apple considers that like, oh, it's four times a year. Like that's still consistent. I don't know. But 
but I don't think so. That does lead into my next point, which is the podcasting industry mm-hmm. is not saturated. Yeah. And therefore, Agreed. there is so much opportunity for you as a business to start a podcast. Mm. There might be hundreds of marketing podcasts like mine, but because I'm so niche, for example, that's how I differentiate my podcast. I target a specific type of person, a specific audience. And now is the time to be super niche Mm. with your podcast because there's room for you. So you you can obviously be like generalized because that still works. But there's also opportunity to be super niche. And that's super hard to do in any content form. Like if you Mm -hmm. think of Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, like you have to reach the masses or else you're not reaching anyone. It's much easier to niche down, go super niche. And then Mm -hmm. once you build a listener base, build out from there. Yeah. That's that's the best thing to do. And it's it's just like when you're launching a product, you just got to define who it's for. Who is this podcast for? And what what are what's the kind of key topic that I can talk around that's going to attract this ideal customer profile to come in and listen? For example, fintech, which is super broad, financial technology covers many different things: regulation tech, covers health tech, uh, merchant payments, lots of different things. But I would imagine if you go on Apple Podcasts and search for something like wealth tech or pay tech, you're probably only going to come up with maybe one or two podcasts at the most. So yeah, the, the opportunity is massive. I heard a stat the other day where they said that there's as many podcasts now as there, are, there, are, there were websites in 1999. <laughs> so you can imagine the difference between 1999 and 2021. So I think it is, it's a huge opportunity now to go in and, and, and start building content. And you don't need to be ranked number one in the charts. The biggest value add, like I said before, is getting your ideal customer on and being able to it's a content powerhouse. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like you said before, you use it to create blogs. And the mm-hmm. last point I have here is that it helps increase website traffic. Yes. So I want to ask you, if it increased website traffic, is it, is it also increasing your SEO for you? We're in a fortunate position where a lot of the brands that we own are already very well regarded. So you okay. can imagine something like, in our e-commerce, our e-commerce brands called Etail, which has been running since 1999. So if you search Etail or e-commerce, e-commerce conference Singapore, it's probably going to pop up quite high anyway. But I think if you're the main thing on SEO, isn't it, is having relevant content for keywords. So then when people search, your website's going to pop up. So if you've got a newer website and you are posting the the podcast episodes up, and you've got those relevant keywords and things, um. It's only going to help your SEO. It's not going to hinder it at all. And so I it's find, definitely a boost. Yeah, I find that when you really focus on the value of each episode, that's when you're thinking about the keywords and what people mm-hmm. actually want answers to. And that's how it helps your SEO. So there yeah. is a wrong way to do this. You can't just talk to your friends, put it on a website and think you're going to rank. Mm. It's think about what people are typing into Google. Yeah. And see how you can answer them with your podcast episode. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. I know you had some recommendations for me a while back around the podcast titles. 
mm-hmm. just making them a bit shorter, mm-hmm. making it a bit more benefit driven, controversial, thought provoking. That's worked very well. That was yes. a good tip. Yeah. Yes. And I have a, a free content sheet of that. If anyone wants it, I'll leave mm-hmm. it in the link in the show notes below. Uh, but just kind of like a formula on how to write mm-hmm. titles. But when you translate them into your blogs, that's when you start thinking about the keywords. Well, no, you mm-hmm. should start thinking about those keywords before you even interview someone. Okay. So for example, before this episode, I'm like, okay, I know we're talking about podcasting, but what about podcasting? I can't just say a great conversation with Danny Levy. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. just too broad. Nobody's going to yeah. type that in. It's never yeah. going to be found. But I thought, okay, let's niche down because mm-hmm. we can go on forever. Yeah. And I said, well, I think something that's super valuable is that a lot of people have been asked, are still asking me if they should start a podcast. Boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's hone in on that. And then yeah. when I typed it into Google, uh, I saw that lots of people were typing it in. Okay. So I could have gone deeper and yeah. looked at like keyword stuff, Google analytics. Like I could have done all that. But to me, as long as I see that people are typing it into Google or if it shows up on Quora, I'm like, okay, people want to know this. And that's how I do it. I'm going to have to take a leaf out of your book. Start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I took yeah. some notes down today yeah. about things that you do as well. And that's why, that's why I love the podcasting community as well. Because yeah. you can talk to anyone in podcasting mm-hmm. and they will help you grow your audience. Like of course, yeah. Everyone's got different experiences, haven't they? And um, oh my god, it's all around perception and the way they look at it. So you can pick up kind of one or two great ideas from majority of people you talk to, and and vice versa. It's always worth a conversation. Always, always. Yeah. Like I've learned so much from you from this conversation. I hope I've given you some tips. <laughs> you have, you have a lot. Not just from this conversation, from the the many that we've had. Okay, that's great. But we went through. I think 15 reasons why any company should start a podcast. Uh, so Danny, like, thank you so much for being here. I'll leave My pleasure. all the resources you need from this episode in the show notes for anyone who's listening, but thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me on the show and uh, looking forward to doing it again with you very soon. Oh, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the second part of my interview with Danny Levy. I just want to summarize these seven points that we discussed, plus the bonus point as to why you should start a podcast for your business. Number one, it helps develop brand awareness. Number two, it helps with business development. Three, builds trust with your audience. Four, you can go really deep into the material. And this is hard to do on other platforms, but you can do so in podcasting. Five, you get to know the people behind the company. And this is super, super valuable for every company, especially entrepreneurs. Six, it helps increase website traffic. Seven, the podcasting industry is not saturated. So it is such a great opportunity for your business. And the bonus reason as to why you should start a podcast for your company is just the podcasting community. They are so helpful and you do not want to miss out on this community. 